Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocks big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Extraordinary Ordinary People, a memoir of family by Condoleezza Rice. For Rice, this book is not only a memoir about growing up, but also a book about her parents' selfless love. After students at Kent State University were shot while protesting the Vietnam War in 1970, mass student protests and sit-ins erupted on other campuses, including the University of Denver where Rice was studying. At the time, Rice was practicing piano in music school, but her fellow music majors were too busy with their coursework to pay attention to anything else. Rice felt suffocated in such a self-isolating school environment. Her mother was the reason that she majored in music and pursued a career in it. However, she realized that she hated being single-minded with her studies and not caring about other things. She also knew that she would never be good enough to be a top musician. For those reasons, she decided to change her major. Her mother wasn't angry about her decision, instead she just smiled and said, Do you remember when I told you that you weren't old enough or good enough to quit? She added, now you are old enough and good enough. For the rest of your life your piano will always be there for you. Rice did not find a job in the 1975 recession and reluctantly decided to teach piano. Those around her saw the irony of her situation. Rice had no choice but to do what she had always been afraid of, that is being a piano teacher. Rice felt lost, but her father told her that he believed any setback would be temporary. Well, he said, your mother and I are ready to help you in whatever you decide to do. Rice has said, good parents are a blessing. Her parents never read any books on parenting, they were just good at it. Not perfect, but great. They had high expectations for their daughter but also gave her unconditional love. They were determined to give her opportunities to live a unique and happy life. Rice's stories revealed the support, understanding, love and dedication of her parents. The way that Rice's parents raised her provided her the freedom to think independently and nurtured her ability to take things in stride. These personal characteristics were key to Rice's accomplishments in Jim Crow era Birmingham, Alabama, in an America that was not always friendly to blacks. So, how did Rice manage to rise in her career step by step? This book provides the answers. Condoleezza Rice is an American female politician. She served as the 66th Secretary of State of the United States, the first African-American woman to hold that post in American history. She has distinguished herself in many areas, including overseeing the upheavals in Eastern Europe and the dissolution of the Soviet Union, and protecting an America that was devastated by the September 11th attacks. Before becoming the Secretary of State, she taught at Stanford University and served as its youngest provost in history. Next, let's unlock the essence of this book in the following three parts and see how Rice found her positions. Part 1, A Warm Family. Part 2, Racial Integration. Part 3, Finding Her Place. Let's start with Part 1, A Warm Family. Rice's parents grew up in the darkest time of racial segregation in the southern United States when whites held the power and blacks had little. 
but if blacks received a good education and were willing to work hard, they could change their circumstances and gain respect from whites. Rice's parents had a good understanding of this societal reality, and they tried hard to preserve their dignity and pride by getting an education. From a historical perspective, education at that time was like an armor that shielded blacks against everything, including racism. Based on their own experience, Rice's parents wanted their child to seize every educational opportunity. Rice's parents were very anxious about getting their child off to an early start. On September 1, 1958, little Condoleezza Rice was sent to Mrs. Jones's classroom. At that time, she was only three years old. When she first started school, she was afraid of the other children and of Mrs. Jones. She did not want to stay in the classroom at all. Finally, she told her mother that she did not want to go to school. She came up with a lame excuse that the teacher always wore the same dress every morning. Although her parents did not buy the logic of their child's argument, they understood what she was trying to say. They dropped the idea of getting her an early start in education. It was too soon for her to go to school anyway, she was only three. Since Rice was very young, she had enjoyed theological debates with her father. Her father tolerated her dissent and argued patiently, hoping that she would use her intellect to help establish her faith. He never made her accept anything on the face of it and always encouraged her to ask questions. As Rice writes, I am grateful for that because in the many intellectual environs in which I have found myself, I have never suffered the crisis of faith that so many do. I have always believed, fully and completely. Rice's parents strongly believed in and were committed to education, largely due to the influence that Grandpa Ray and Grandpa Rice had on them from childhood. The Rays were proud people. While their living conditions in Birmingham were degrading due to the racial discrimination at the time, Grandpa and Grandma Ray were very determined to maintain the dignity of their children. They often reminded their children, you're a Ray. This was to encourage their children not to hold back when faced with difficulties. The Ray children were never allowed to use a colored restroom or water fountain. Instead, they were told to wait until they got home. Also, Rice's grandparents owned a sedan so that no one had to sit in the back of the bus. Neither Grandpa nor Grandma Ray had gone to college, but they wanted their children to receive higher education. They believed in honest hard work, but they wanted their children to have an easier life than they had had. Grandpa Rice was never liked by his father because he had the darkest skin of all his siblings. He received little encouragement from his father and was given the worst land to farm. But his mother taught him to read and sent him to school. When he could not afford to pay his tuition, he discovered by chance that he could get a scholarship as a Presbyterian minister. He seized the opportunity and ultimately succeeded. Grandpa Rice had big dreams. He dedicated himself to building churches and later schools. And the schools turned out to be even more successful than the churches. He helped many children and was passionate about education. He believed that education had changed him and he was determined to spread those benefits of education. He was even more determined when it came to his family's education. That dedication made Condoleezza's father John Rice even more successful than her grandpa. John Rice was a controversial young Presbyterian minister, but he gradually became the core of Westminster Presbyterian Church. 
He ran the youth fellowship program and a club that he formed for young black men the Cavaliers, who were teenage boys who he met with weekly. He also involved others from the church and the community. He organized group discussions and tutoring sessions, as well as a week-long leadership conference each summer at Stillman College. You might now be wondering, what was the point of doing this? In fact, what they were doing in today's language was guiding the children helping them grow. John Rice wanted the children to know that there was a bigger and more diverse world than the one around them. Before he died, he had said he wanted to write a book called Something in the Water to reflect on the remarkable achievements of the young men whom he had interacted with. And that concludes part one. We talked about the early education Rice's parents had wanted her to have, the training and high expectations her Grandpa Ray and Grandpa Rice had for their children, and the caring assistance that her father's church provided for black youths. All of this conveys an important family value, the importance of education. These little stories also tell us that from early on, Rice's extended family was warm and had an incredible impact on her life. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.